Hey, welcome back. I am Kim Munson. Let's have a conversation with Ron Phelps, who is running for Centennial City Council. Great to have you in studio. Thank you, Kim. It's great to be here. This is so important what you are doing. Typically, I, I think many people, the hardworking, everyday people, have have not stepped up to run for city council because they're busy with their lives. They're busy with their families, busy with their businesses. And what has happened is that we have seen uh, many times that people that are now in city council like bigger and bigger government. And that can be from both sides of the aisle. And in essence, uh, being in government is to try to protect people's rights of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, you know, keeping the peace, doing some of the basic things that are necessary so that people can go about their lives. But we see government getting bigger and bigger. So why are you running? Well, there are a variety of reasons why I'm running. Uh, You've touched on a lot of it having to do with those things that impact us on a daily basis. And I think that's largely invisible to most people because, as you said, they're involved with their lives. They're working. They have families. They're trying to work through the the variety of concerns and priorities that they have. And a lot of the things that city government does, I don't think they understand or recognize that city government is the entity that has the governance over the zoning laws or transportation or roadways, et cetera, Um, the retail centers, uh, what is possible and how to invite that type of business that will attract good business. those uh, retail or commercial things that folks don't want. Uh, When those start to surface onto the radar screen, people start to pay attention, but then they retreat back Mm -hmm. into their their lives, and that's understandable. Um, I lived uh, very much on outside of city government. I had my family. I'm a grandfather. I've got six grandkids. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it's awesome. And I've got uh, the two newest ones are twins. They were born in March. Oh. Uh, to a daughter. Somebody's busy. <laughs> yes. My daughter and son-in-law, uh, they're, they're older. They're in their 30s. Uh, son-in-law's a little you know, on the higher side of the 30s. And so to begin parenthood with twins, uh, nobody could prepare them. Mm-hmm. How, how can you prepare anybody for parenthood but for twins? Yeah. So out of all those kids, uh, had a daughter that graduated from Rappo High School. We moved into Centennial, uh, my family uh, and I, we moved in in 2003. Uh, we've moved away, uh, but we're back. Uh, we love being there, and it's important to me in that community, um, especially with some of the big issues of the campaign, that there's someone there that will bring a voice to the residents who moved there decades ago, unincorporated Arapahoe County, you know, Littleton. Mm-hmm. Um, and they moved in, and they wanted to have some liberty to what they did on their property. They wanted to be able to make choices about um, the homes and what they built or didn't build on their lots, et cetera. And they want to hold on to that. And the founders of the city back in 2002, that was part of the selling point of the city, that they wanted to provide some governance to kind of protect some of the retail areas from being swallowed up by some of the neighboring municipalities mm-hmm. with the promise that there would be limited government. There wouldn't be a brick-and-mortar government as we all would mm-hmm. typically think of. And since then, so what has that been, 18, almost 18 years now, that's slowly been chipped away. And uh, as you alluded to early on here, that those who get involved in city government and city council and some of the other uh, roles that are there and staff, all well-intended people mm-hmm. uh, wanting to do what most of us would want to do. We want to help other people. If someone comes to us with a problem, we want to fix it. We want to help them. Um, so how do we do that? Well, we need money to do that. Well, how do we get money? 
taxes and fees at the local level uh, to provide those funds. And so we, then we want to go out and we want to address people who have issues with my neighbor is behaving badly. Mm-hmm. We want a parent to come in and take care of that for us. Much of the discussion in last night's city council meeting had to do with this, th- these kinds of concepts. What do we do when someone is not behaving the way that we would like them to behave? And multiple residents spoke up in public comment to say, well, let's try to continue to build a community together and in our neighborhood where we can talk to one another. So uh, a lot of great things were discussed last night, and we can get into that uh, But to go back to where you originally asked me, why am I running? There are some important issues that I've talked about, but also just from the family values and quality of life, opportunity to give back and serve in the community. I'm an Air Force veteran. I've tried to serve and thank you. Mm -hmm. I've tried to serve in in any capacity that I can wherever I've lived. So Arapahoe County and Centennial, but lived for a time in Colorado Springs, my hometown. I was born and raised there. Uh, My wife and I, we spent some time in Virginia caring for her dad, um, both her parents, and um, had an opportunity to kind of get a look in a, inside a nonprofit uh, substance abuse provider um, who was providing uh, care and uh, at a lot of different levels to those who had substance abuse issues. And I have a personal family members who have struggled with those kinds of things. So, again, those are the reasons why um, I'm running, among many others. You know, Ron, <clears throat> I served on city council <clears throat> in Lone Tree for four years, and uh, I learned a lot. And one of the first things, <clears throat> excuse me, is that, uh, and uh, also going through, uh, we're doing Vino and Veritas with Dr. Tom Cranwitter over at Water's Edge Winery, uh, and then we have one in Castle Rock and one in Fort Collins as well. But a study of the Federalist Papers, and one of the first things, as you mentioned, people get on to city council well-intentioned, staff well-intentioned, but they do think that that they are the parent uh, or, you know, want to fix things. The first and foremost of any government official, bureaucrat, is to make sure that we protect these rights of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Now, you alluded to, certainly we hope that it can be done within the context of good manners, of being a good neighbor to your neighbor. But we see, and I mentioned here, you said you want to prevent a citywide HOA. And I was president of our HOA on a couple of different occasions. And, and HOAs can get a little out of control on, you know, just the rules and regulations. They want to keep the neighborhood looking great. But there also has to be, you know, people have different tastes. There has to be some freedom in that. So that is really tricky. How would you address that? Well, and it's... Uh... It's a phrase that's a hot button, and it came up last night, and someone on uh, the elected officials commented on this. They are defensive to that term of a citywide HOA. So let me start, if I can, just to touch on that a little bit. Uh, When someone is interested in buying a home and we go through a real estate agent, um, we will gather from whatever entity has these documents, the CCNR, which is the covenants and uh, conditions and restrictions, what's going on in this property. So if there's an HOA, Civic Association, whatever there may be, we want to understand what that is. So we retrieve those documents and we read through those. In an HOA, and I'm on the board of my HOA, we have um, a lot of guidelines, a lot of rules, a lot of things that we want our residents to follow. And if they don't, then we have whatever accountability measures we have. 
at the city level, the citywide HOA comment has to do with an ordinance that comes in that is defining to someone how they can live, what they can do on their property, what they can vehicles they can park and where they can park them, uh, the type of surfaces maybe in the front yard, whether they're impervious or not, or all the different types of things. They're very similar to what an HOA is trying to do as well, which is to try to have something where there's a common denominator for the majority. And sometimes that effort by, by the city to pass an ordinance, as was discussed last night, to control the private property, um, the parking of vehicles on private property, what someone can do based off of what a neighbor feels is appropriate or right. So if I live across the street from you and I don't like what you're doing on your property, should I be able to call the city and have them come out and enforce a law that is preventing or limiting or restricting what you can do on your private property? Certainly there are boundaries here. There's Mm -hmm. something that makes good sense. Uh, There are egregious examples out there where individuals have, um, they just don't want to play nicely. Um, They can behave really badly. But by and large, people are good people. They want to cooperate. They want to get along. But they want to be able to do what they want to do on their private Mm -hmm. property. Mm -hmm. So whenever I have said, uh, whether in literature or verbally, a citywide HOA, it's not to be taken literally. The city can't make an HOA over the city. That's ridiculous, and most people know that. But they can pass ordinances mm-hmm. that have elements that act in the same way as an HOA can do or, or does. Okay, we're going to go to break. When we come back, this is a- an absolutely fascinating issue. Uh, Kim Munson here talking with Ron Phelps running for Centennial City Council. We're going to go to break, and we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back. I'm Kim Munson, and let's have a conversation with Ron Phelps. He is running for Centennial City Council, and we're talking about something that is really important, how city councils can use ordinances and rules and regulations to control what people do on their property. And to come in with a new ordinance is changing the rules on how people bought their property. I I think that, you know, if you come in, as you mentioned, and you look at the CCNR and you, you understand what the rules are and you buy that property. Okay, that's one thing. But then when people come in and use the force of government to change those rules, that's a whole other thing, Ron. It is. Well, and, and I haven't thought this all the way through to, to make a really good persuasive type of uh, statement here. But the, the initial thought, the seed of it is to reverse it a little bit. So someone who lives in an HOA. And there are the restriction or or the guidelines of color of paint and things like that that you can put on your home and your garage door and all those kinds of things. Well, now a new board is in place, right? Imagine this. And they decide, you know what? We're going to just strip that out of there. Mm -hmm. We don't care about that anymore, so we're just going to strip that out of there. So all the homeowners who came in and purchased a home with the understanding of that HOA that they're going to have this this guidelines or yeah yeah. for the visual for all the painting of all the homes to be that's now changed now how would they feel the rules changed in the middle of the game after they purchased their home so in centennial district one the area in which i'm running against an incumbent um, she is proposing uh, being able to change the rules on these people and there were over two dozen people who showed up last night at city council to say please don't do that well some of them weren't that nice they were more direct and firm about it but Don't change things on us. If you want to limit what we can do with a recreational vehicle and parking on our private property, 
you're going to end up costing us anywhere from five to fifteen thousand dollars, and we can't afford that. We specifically chose this area because there are no covenants, et cetera. They made a lot of very good reasons. So my campaign is much about uh, protecting and advocating for limited government. Uh, The principle of my campaign and the mantra, if you will, on my literature is neighbors first, city second. So as a neighbor, let's talk to one another. Mm -hmm. Let's try to be adults and not at the national level, as so many get nasty with one another. But instead, we're neighbors. Let's try to talk to one another. If we need the city to step in, there are those egregious uh, situations where certainly somebody needs to step in and help out. But by and large, I think if we can come together as a community and neighborhoods, neighbors first, city second, uh, I think we can keep government out of our lives and uh, we can maximize the quality of our life by being just friendly and good neighborly to one another. Well, and, and what you're talking about, Ron, is is really, really important. And and I, I'm still working to get my brain around this. I'm trying to trudge through this blueprint in Denver. It's 300 pages, oh if my. you can believe it, yeah. uh, of, of basically it's going to be pushing down on freedom of everyday people. And they're going to be using a lot of the rezoning laws to do that. And so once again, a rezoning, uh, and, you know, I think this is one of the things that's happening out in Lakewood, is uh, with that one, I think it was the 1% growth that, that passed. And people have been busy. They haven't really been going to city council, haven't been going to, to try to go to city council and all the boards and commissions just in your own town. It would be a full-time job. It would impatiently wait for the topic you're interested in to come up on the agenda. And, uh, and sometimes uh, that can be used by bureaucrats and politicians to just kind of make people tired. I mean, they may make them wait until the end of the meeting to, to talk. To wear them out. To wear people out. So people are, are, are I think they assume that, and, and we shouldn't, we should always keep an eye on government because they tax us and they spend our money. But what's happening out, I think, in Lakewood, uh, because I'm a, I'm a, a private property gr- girl in free markets. However, I think that we have seen politicians and bureaucrats using public policy to push forward this agenda of multimodal transportation and uh, transit-orientated development, which would be these five- or six-story apartment buildings, ideally with retail on the bottom, they're not necessarily working out that great, but then not including enough parking in those particular uh, development projects. And so people haven't given up their cars. What they've done then is they're parking them in the neighborhoods. And all of a sudden, the neighbors are going, wait a minute, this isn't what what we wanted. So they're starting to see the effects of public policy over the last 10 or 15 years. And all of a sudden, they're starting to show up and say, wait a minute. So what we need is people with far-reaching vision to understand what could this rule or regulation actually do. And if you give something like a a citywide HOA using ordinances to control these neighborhoods, down the road there could be somebody that doesn't really believe in private property rights, and they could use that to really tap down the freedom of how people live their lives. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you talk about the retail uh, development, and there's a uh, streets at South Glen. Uh, that's down Centennial. It's in my neighborhood in the district. Uh, formerly the South Glen Mall, built back in the 70s, was redeveloped about 12 years ago. Um, a really nice uh, destination area. A lot of, lot of good shopping opportunities, retail restaurants. There's a theater there. Um, and in the last year, a redevelopment is being discussed and planned um, to where the anchor stores at either end, on the north end is Macy's, on the south end is Sears, 
both of the, the properties have been sold. The property underneath Macy's has been sold to the primary developer there, Alberta Development. And on the south end, Sears uh, went bankrupt, and, and a lot of their properties were sold off. Seven of them were purchased by a multifamily developer out of North Carolina, Northwood uh, Raven. Northwood Raven and Alberta came to City Council, Centennial City Council, in January with this vision that they would like to put in high density on that southern end. Uh, this symbiotic relationship idea and concept was sold that with more individuals living there, that would support the retail better. And if that supported better sales tax or higher, isn't that great for everybody? Well, the residents came together. Uh, a neighborhood group coalition was formed called Neighbors for the Streets at South Glen. Um, that was formed at a civic association meeting that I attended. People very upset about a first community meeting. And from that, uh, been able to get the developer involved, where we've had some small group meetings with the developer. Um, I'm happy and, and have been humbled to be able to lead that group and pull that together. And we've been able to meet with the developer on multiple opportunities to talk about uh, amenities, to talk about concerns with traffic. Cut through traffic is a huge issue mm-hmm, down there. Mm-hmm. We're going to meet again uh, next week. Uh, where we're going to talk with the developer about the traffic study uh, that's about to be done. It'll be submitted to the developer, and we're going to have an opportunity to sit with the developer and really dissect that and try to understand what's the scope of work uh, that was done with that. So there's so much going on at the local level that individuals hopefully are paying attention, and if they're not, then to pay attention to who's running so you can support those people that support what you want. Mm-hmm. Now, would this require rezoning to do this? It would. So uh, this development has a master development plan. Uh, Each municipality, uh, although I don't know them all, but I know that there are different approaches to development. And a city can define that in their land development code, how they want to approach a development and what their process is. In Centennial, at this particular property, there's a master development plan, which is the blueprint that's, that's over the entire development. And then as each store or block area or lot area is developed, there's a site plan that's presented so um, right now, there are height limitations that they would need to change to move forward with what they want to do. But fortunately, uh, the, these developers, they're listening. Um, over 400 people have come together in this neighborhood coalition group, um, and we've been able to uh, affect change uh, in the attitude and, and concept and vision for the developers. And they're, they're willing to try to work with us, and that's awesome. That's really good. So this is an example of Neighbors First uh, coming together understanding the issue, not being an anti-group. Uh, we haven't been an anti-group like Lakewood. Um, I, I think principally that may not be the best way to go. I think that drives market up. Um, but we've come together to collaborate and advocate, to be educated and understand what's going on so we can have an intelligent conversation with, with the developers in the city. Well, we do need to continue to have these conversations. As, and so great for you, great for you doing that. We're just about out of time, Ron Phelps. What is the, the last thought that you would like to uh, leave with people? And also, what is your website? Because I know, you know, running for office, there's, there's expenses to do that. So how can people help you out? Thank you. Yes, my website is, is my uh, first and last name. So it's www.ronphelps.com. And that's spelled R-O-N-P-H-E-L-P-S. Com. And uh, much of what I stand for and who I am uh, is there and contributions in, in walking, supporting, or even financial help would be very much appreciated and can be done there. Okay, great. And uh, any final thought? No, I really appreciate being here. Thank you, Kim. Well, it is great to have you here. And again, everything is local. And first and foremost, we need to make sure that we are taking care and we're responsible for ourselves and for our families and then our communities, it goes all the way up there. But we need to start with ourselves and then uh, get involved in local government. 
And Ron Phelps, it is so important what you are doing. I would encourage others to step forward. I served for four years. I learned a lot. I think everybody should step up and do something for a period of time to to serve our, our um, communities and make sure that we are protecting freedom, protecting this vision of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. So it's great to have you here, Ron Phelps.